0: Good morning everyone and welcome to the Two Sisters podcast. Today is Wealth Wellness Wednesday and my name is Janice aka Wellness Diva 5.0. I'm sorry to say that Carol Sue will not be with us today but hopefully she'll be back on again tomorrow. You know at Two Sisters we love chatting with guests about a variety of topics and today is no different. Have you And I just have a general question, and this is not just for women, it's for, we have a few men listeners out here, but do you suffer from stress, anxiety? Do you have immunity and sleep issues? I know I have some stress, anxiety, and sleep issues, probably immunity issues as well. But today I am so excited to welcome our guest to the two sisters podcast family, Chow Lin Moy welcome. We're so excited to have you on today. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. So I know that you have a 20-year amazing background in alternative and Chinese medicine. And, you know, from being a former licensed massage therapist, I've, I've learned, that's how I learned about alternative medicine and Chinese modalities. And I think when people hear that, they're kind of like, okay what is that but there's so much truth there's so much depth in alternative medicine can you um enlighten all of us on gosh and this may be a very broad question but on the benefits of kind of going the alternative route
1: well absolutely and um i just want to share with you that um you know my route to going into you know we put down alternative chinese medicine acupuncture chinese medicine or it's called team you know traditional east asian medicine uh is um you know we call it alternative it's really to the alternative to the western model right not kind of like alter so we look at it as like there's this point um in in health in and in the health system that is the norm or the standard and then we're going outside outside of that um so i also want to share that i ended up on the path to chinese medicine also as a massage therapist right because i was uh went to massage therapy and the more i learned about eastern foundations um the more questions that i had about it you know, that that were much broader and much more in depth than the, you know, biomedical, we're moving, you know, blood and, and lymph tissue or, or, or lymph. Um, so uh, the, you know, the benefits are that the these practices are, one, thousands and thousands of years old, they are really based on um the concept of cultivating health and wellness and longevity and uh, more recently there is this uh term which is called health span so we can call it longevity but we're really looking at living a longer and better life not just you know a longer life right we want to be active and uh so the principles are you know things like what you eat your your sleep your exercise, your mind—you know what you think really matters. Uh, your environment, uh, being connected to nature. Uh, one really key aspect is that mind-body connection, uh, and uh, in the Western Western science, you would call it interoception. You know that feeling of feeling your body and knowing what's going on in it. And by cultivating those practices, that that you are able to know like, oh, I, you know, I'm tired or uh, I need to sleep. And when you act on that, it, it actually helps you, you know, to get healthier uh, and support your support, your immune system. Uh, so there are many different uh, practices or uh, we call branches in Chinese medicine that actually all support that. So, including you know, massage, massage therapy. We call it body work. There's acupuncture, right? There's herbal medicine, uh, food therapy, exercise, uh, internal art, which is like a or like a qigong type thing where you're you're more mind-body connection. Then um, we have things like feng shui, which is how you set your environment in connection to uh, nature, that balance. And then also cosmology, which is astrology. So you kind of look, and that that also ties into seasons, right, as we shift through the different seasons. And so this is really harmony, like overall balance and harmony.
0: So besides the, the many benefits that one can obtain by maybe going that route versus uh, the Western medicine route, I would think... And it's logical to me that that obviously would be a better path in most instances because I think as, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but you're the expert in this field, you know, if you're feeling a certain way and, you know, maybe decide, okay, you need to go to the doctors and the doctor prescribes a medication. And I think in my opinion, I think there's too much of that just prescribing that we're traditional medicine is not getting to the root of the problem would you say that that is a fair and maybe accurate statement oh it's 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 very
1: accurate there's one um you know the western model is very uh it's a disease model it's uh i call it degenerative instead of regenerative because you know once you have it that's like okay you're you're not going to get any better unless we give you some kind of pharmaceutical uh, it's very transactional, the idea that this equals that. Um, the more Eastern medicine, you call it Chinese medicine or East Asian medicine, is about transformation and that your body heals itself. And um, really, it's a matter of consciousness that you bring to what you're doing. So, food is medicine, you make choices about what you eat. So, that means there's a mindfulness to it. There's an awareness, oh, if I eat this, like maybe uh, dairy or gluten or certain foods and then you don't feel good, you make that connection. If you're mindful, you'll notice, oh, every time I eat this, I don't feel so good. And then you don't eat that. Or, oh, if I stay up late, I don't feel so good in the morning, I don't feel great. I mm-hmm. feel so much better when I sleep or I get up and I go for a walk, I go outside, I breathe you know do breathing um so when you're aware of that then you're like oh i am i know how to run this body of mine and how to make it feel better right so if you don't really know your your body and you rely to go somewhere else for someone to give you a pill then you're also not understanding how to be well so you can still take a pharmaceutical it's the consciousness around it, right? If you're like, oh, I don't have to worry about my food. I take this medication. So my blood pressure is okay. My cholesterol is okay, right? We see that, oh, my blood sugar. Oh, I don't, yes, uh, diabetic, but you know, I'm fine because it's all controlled. And so that's an aspect of not really being connected to your body in a way that you're making the right, like making good or better choices for yourself, and those are those are those moments where if we don't do that, then we end up in a in an office being a prescribed medication where they'll say, you know what, you're gonna have to take this the rest of your life, and a lot of that is because one, the you know the medical schools how they're they're trained. And the or not trained, and then the other is this. Oftentimes, people just don't do the work. They're not going to exercise to lose weight. They don't want to change how they're going to eat. Um, they give up right because they don't have the connection of that this action is what's you know going to going to make a difference, either negatively or positively, and because of the way our system is of, let's say you go to a physician and it's 15 minutes or less, uh, that it's just easier to write a prescription. And oftentimes many uh, doctors don't even really like offer to say, oh, you know, a little bit more, the next step, go and see a nutritionist, go and start to, there are programs you need to get a handle on this. Because they also don't believe the people are going to do anything or change, so why bother? And so that's really, uh, I would say, a shame around, you know, because then there isn't that relationship, right? So, East Asian medicine, Chinese medicine, there is also the relationship with your practitioner. It's really this aspect of working together in collaboration to help you get better. And you're gonna learn how to do that too. So you can do things, right? Like most of the time, by the time someone ends up in an office, they've been doing all kinds of things, right? So they're gonna go back out and do them again. And you really, if they make better, if they know
0: how to make better choices, then they can do that. Right, and I think you brought up something extremely important. It's about the connection and because I can connect to good habits and I can connect to bad habits, but if I am not connecting with the signals that my body is telling me. Like for instance, you mentioned if someone is sleep, you know, is sleepy, you know, they need to get more sleep or, you know, however it was worded. And, you know, it just goes to the, I'm thinking of Hippocrates right now because you also mentioned food is medicine. In Hippocrates, what was it, the 1400s, I believe? Let thy medicine be thy food. And, and I'm going to mess up that, that phrase, but he really was at the pinnacle. What he said still stands true today. And if we're not making, if we're not taking those signals, if we are not making that connection, if we are not listening to what our body is trying to tell us, then we are, in a sense, disconnected.
1: We're, we're totally disconnected. And um, it's interesting, you said the thing about sleep, because the, um, you know, when people are tired, and they're not really getting uh, you know really restorative sleep. Oftentimes, what will happen is like they have coffee, or they have a stimulant to give, you know, to help them have the energy. And not really go, oh, you know what? I need to work on my, the sleep. Instead, they're like, well, I can just take this thing and get energy and, and ignore what is the, you know, the, the cause. <clears throat> so really cause and effect is, and um, you know, people are not aware what is really the cause and effect. So being tired and sleepy is a symptom. It's a symptom of, you know, behaviors. It's a symptom could be the kinds of foods that someone's eating um it's like many different it's like all of those things right staying up late habits you know habits and that's something that you know anybody who has suffered with insomnia or has a sleep problem that it's really very tough when they get into that kind of chronic sleep problem because they've got like different habits involved in there too um, and then the frustration and the worry and the anxiety that, oh, I'm not going to sleep. And uh, and then that also feeds it as well.
0: Yeah. And obviously I brought up sleep for a very specific reason. This past year, I've not slept well at all. And I think I may have mentioned this to you. And I am in the, pro- I've been in the process, it, it, what seems like months and months of creating a very Um, a healthier sleep routine so in other words you know making sure my devices aren't near me that I'm not looking at the device because we're you know always on the computers all day long on our digital devices and just taking those steps to change because if we don't take those steps or recognize those steps we can't change a habit and I think sometimes we get into those routines because they are normal. Even though they're, they're bad, it's a normal behavior. And once I really sat down and said, okay, I see a pattern here. What can I do to change that? When you work with a client like that, what would be your, obviously we're specifically talking about sleep right now but what would your suggestion be for them for starting a healthier habit great question <clears throat> so there are a few things with
1: the sleep i mean one i'm looking at you know their nervous system and and really when someone is not going to 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 sleep when it's nighttime then we're looking at this is the yin and yang is out of balance right because the time to really it's not the number of hours, it's really also the time you go to sleep. And we know as the lights start to lower that our brain starts to make the melatonin, which is known as the hormone of darkness. So this is very yin, if we're looking at the yin and the yang. And so this is like the time when your body really does uh, start to make that hormone, you start to slow down. And if you ignore that, if you do that then you're going up against a natural cycle right and uh then the same thing is you're up during the daytime you go out and you get some sunlight get some vitamin d right and that also is mood lifting right? so there, there are a lot of it like emotional um aspects of it so really those are we're looking at the time going to sleep yes the electronics need to be out of the room Uh, also what we think about. So oftentimes people go before they go to bed, they think about, oh, all the things, um, oh, what happened today. And usually they, they tend towards thinking about all the negative things and then all the things that they need to do for the next morning. Mm -hmm. And that is giving their brain a, a job, you know, like something to start worrying about for the next day. And that will in that also kind of like stimulates the stress hormones. And then of course, what happens is, is that the it's difficult to sleep, right? Mm-hmm. It gets difficult to sleep during the day. We're looking at, you know, stress regulation, like the more stressed we are that later on, we've got cortisol in our system. And that's one of the things that will wake you up right as a, that's how we wake up you know it's like higher levels of cortisol will pop up um, so when i'm working with someone important they are you know they get acupuncture that helps to reset the nervous system right that's like a really big thing so we need to interrupt their pattern in a way help to reset their nervous system and then uh look at the other things that they're doing. Now, one of the biggest challenges is um when someone says like, oh well, this has never happened to me before. I could always go, you know, on 5 hours sleep or, you know, that they um kind of want to ignore that all of the things that they've been doing um have been contributing. Uh also certain foods can cause you to not sleep well, right? If if you have inflammation, that's going to increase the uh, the body temperature and that will also cause uh, you to wake and have like a fitful fitful sleep now one of the most important things is we know is that why sleep is so important is because if you don't get enough sleep we actually produce the amyloid uh uh, enzymes which are linked to dementia and Oh. So poor sleep, like not enough sleep, not enough hours of sleep, and it's not just the hours, it's the deep and the restful sleep is one of the biggest contributors to things like heart disease, diabetes for sure, they know, it, it uh, really uh, interrupt, It interrupts the blood sugar levels. And then of course, the problem is the memory, right? We have a huge problem of people developing uh, dementia, Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and then also we take so many medications that clog our system and create inflammation in the body. So there are a lot of, and also food. So mm-hmm. when I'm working with someone, i really like, we go through everything. And I love, like those are actually those points where I look at, well, how's your sleep? How's your digestion? Uh, because those are really good indications that something is off, and there has to be a point that we can focus on and that can be measured because if you sleep well, you feel good right right your mood's gonna be better if you're cranky, mm-hmm. you know you don't get enough sleep, you get cranky, and uh become an unpleasant person, and then people respond to you differently, and then there's that escalation of you know, stress. And then we get into the cycle of it.
0: Um, That I love how you explain that. And I know personally for myself, I was the first one, you know, what you were talking about, you know, when we first get into bed, you know, we're like thinking about our day and what we did, what we didn't complete, you know, thinking about tomorrow. And um, I stopped doing that to, to a certain degree so what, what I've been doing is, you know, when I'm washing up for the night, brushing my teeth, and like, you know, I, if I feel that I need to, okay, recall something so that I can write down a quick note, you know, I'll give myself like five minutes and I'll set the timer on my phone. And once it's, that five minutes goes off, that's it. I'm done. That works. Some, I will tell you, sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. I typically don't have a problem falling to sleep yet. I wake up in the middle of the night, like, Oh my God, do I have another, you know, do I have another message I need to look at? And that I know. And I've shared with many people, (coughs) excuse me, is related to my son's accident last year. Like, Oh my God. You know? So I've, I was talking with somebody yesterday and I said I think I've finally gotten to the point where I know that I have to re like I have that fear of getting a message in the middle of the night now I know that it's going to take some time probably and it'll take a, a different type of process you know I'll need to come up with some different mechanisms maybe but I love what you also said about you know, what you were talking about, the enzymes, and that um, we're not typically making enough. And, and then you also mentioned de- dementia. And we seem to be hearing a lot about dementia these days. <coughs> it seems, and please correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like that is, dementia is on the rise like i've i've never noticed it like i know so many people that have dementia, now and i find that very alarming
1: so uh, what i'm going to tell you there this is something too um yes there's the the poor sleep the poor definitely the sleep uh the stress Mm-hmm. Because the more we have uh, stress and, and triggered, which is also why don't look at your, you know, the news, I was like, don't even, most of the stuff is, is meant to really catch your attention. And mm-hmm. it's really like something like, oh my God, what happened? Disaster, disaster, because it gets you to click. Right, and so it constantly engages the news and most of this stuff is you know the headlines are meant so that you like to grab your your interest. The other thing too is the stress hormones actually stimulate the amygdala, which is a part of the brain that is responsible for. Uh, using through your senses detecting danger. And when that happens it causes us to go into more of that limbic brain, you know, more of the the, uh, the reptilian, you know, fight or flight, very survival mode. It also, the amygdala ends up getting bigger. And then what happens is the hippocampus, campus, which is right next to it, actually shrinks. And that's responsible for memory. So what you have is the more triggered people are, and we've been, you know, the last couple of years, it's just been like, oh my God, what's next? And we ran out of toilet paper, or oh, you know, that, that, that there's so much of fear that has been triggered that we've been on this like hamster wheel and have not been able to reset. So you see more people having, you know, major anxiety. And then what, what they're on is they're on a lot of medication. And so lots of medication causes also inflammation in the body. They can't sleep, right? They can't sleep. In fact, you know, a lot of those medications can actually, you know, cause people to have suicidal thoughts. It, it can actually cause sleep problems. It weight gain. So there are many different side effects of that medication. So one of the things is really got to get your nervous system in check. And so this is where we can have these situations where, okay, once we have a stress we're stressed out, and then we also have you know people have been traumatized. they have what they called p t s d post traumatic stress, mm-hmm. so those are things that trigger so one of the things that you said, like oh, you know you're you know maybe your phone's gonna ring in the middle of the night, and that can actually make you vigilant to your phone. That's mm-hmm. a form of post trauma, right. It's, mm-hmm. it's, and, that, and that causes stress for you. Um, so many people we're seeing have the symptoms. It's not just, uh, you know, veterans, war veterans. It's people who've been through disasters. Uh, it could be from losing someone. It could be losing your job. It could be from watching too much of a particular news channel, which I won't <laughs> mention. <laughs> right. Um, just like all of that, and, and so what we need to do is really to, to shift our nervous system, so that then we're not always in that vigilant state. And so one of the things is breathing because when increase oxygenation into our body right to help and, and so there's that the 478 breathing, um, which is the f- four breaths in and you hold it for seven seconds and then you slowly exhale and that is a way to calm down the nervous system and do that a few times every day that you're actually able to shift it and that's going to help because otherwise every time your phone rings if if the thought is oh my god you know i need to know i need to look at it because it may be something terrible then you're already there you're already imagining the worst and living in a space that is not necessarily, you know, the truth. Like, so a lot of us are all like thinking, like, "Oh my gosh, what happens if this?" Or, "Oh, I want to go on vacation, but what happens at the airport?" Or, you know, so um, we're we're so much in that state of alarm on a daily basis, we don't realize like that is going to also impact our sleep, right? Because we. Worry, oh, in the state, low grade worry all the time,
0: right? And that obviously describes me to a T with what I went through the the trauma with, with my son, and um, you know, receiving that message at two a.m. in the morning. And as I was kind of journaling out yesterday, and like, whoa, you know. OK, and actually yesterday was a year since his accident, but it was actually today at 2 a.m. in the morning is when I found out, which was craziness. But anyway, and by the way, everyone, he, he's he's OK. So I want to, you know, I, I've mentioned that several times and I'm blessed and grateful. And but I think there comes a time. I'm glad, like I said, I've recognized it. And now I'm working with it. Now, I want to chat about the nervous system a little bit because that is such an integral part to our overall, overall well-being. And <laughs> excuse me, I love the tip that you gave about the breathing, the 478. And I've often done that myself when I feel that anxiety when I've been traveling back and forth from Philly, which is a long drive. Um, I wanna talk more about that in the sense of, is that, I guess the question that I'm trying to ask is whenever anybody has an issue, whether it's with sleep or other issues, health issues that they may be going through, the nervous system seems to be like, I wanna say on top of the tier of where to begin.
1: I mean, I, it's, it's definitely one, you know, the nervous system is part of your, you know, your auto regulatory system, the autonomic nervous system. And, uh, so when we get stressed out, you could have, you know, digestive problems. Some people get constipated, others, they get diarrhea Mm -hmm. or, um, their skin breaks out or, you know, their back, you know, they end up like throwing their back out. Or have nausea or headaches, like all of those things, and so we really need to look at, you know, the, the, the nervous system, how that is, you know, receiving signals from the outside and then interpreting them, and then the, there's a response. But also, we have our thoughts mm-hmm. that also trigger the nervous system, and then that also um, causes our body to respond to perceived danger or not, or not. And so we, that's where we need to be mindful. So things like breathing, um, breathing is a form of meditation. So a lot of people think like, oh, breathing, I have to just sit still and uh, try and I can't, you know, the more stressed out someone is very hard for them to just be quiet and quiet their mind. So thing, uh, practices like, Tai Chi or Qigong Gong are ones where you're breathing, you're going through a set of movements similar to yoga. Mm-hmm. Really yoga is like, is moving meditation. And that helps to really rewire because when we actually use our body, we are using our brain. We're like one, it's not like cut off. We're actually helping to shift ourselves out of an experience and when you have that as a resource that and you do that every day it's a way of stabilizing right so that's the the that's like one of the the things that people need to do every day for themselves right and because that's a practice and so you know you have that you do that every morning you're getting some some breathing and you're oxygenating um sorry i have a <laughs> that's okay i have here. Yeah. Logs, no worries. He's just complaining. <laughs> um, so what you're doing is by doing those practices, you are helping to oxygenate your body. So you're breathing in rhythmically that the inhale and the exhale. So you're inhaling the, the clean air and you're exhaling the toxins. And at some point, this oxygen exchange goes throughout the entire body and all of your cells are responding as one. And this is this idea of being connected that you're inhaling and all of the cells are getting the oxygen and then pushing it out. And that's that feeling of wellness and you're you're clearing your system. And so when you, you have this power, then something happens that you're in control of your body. You're in control of your responses. You know what you can do to help calm down a panic attack, right? You have those resources. And so so this is the idea of like creating, this is a practice. So you do something and create a habit a little bit every day that you're going to feel a lot better and, and, and feel like, yes, I have control over
0: certain things. And one of them is, you know, how my body is going to respond. Oh my gosh. This, I, I love how you explain that. That makes so much sense to me. You know what you have to do to create a habit to calm yourself down. And this has been such an amazing conversation. I want to thank you so much for being here today. Can you share with our listeners and viewers how they can get a hold of you? Absolutely. Well, um, the easiest way to uh, get
1: a hold of me is probably to follow me on Instagram. And that is, uh, you know, at Integrative Healing Arts NYC. And uh, there's a, a link tree in there that has also my, you know, contact information. Uh, so I have a website too, but probably just easier, just jump on to Instagram.
0: Instagram and hit that little link in your- in, yeah, your- in
1: the bio, in the bio,
0: yeah. That is fantastic. So I, I think I know the answer to this question already, but do you work with clients um, virtually?
1: I do. Um, it's it's of course since uh, we've been in a pandemic. Um, I was you know doing Zoom calls with my patients and supporting them as if they were in my office, just without the you know acupuncture. I'd show them how to press certain points and different herbs, and also things with food. Was much more uh, kind of. A, I call it MacGyver-like, like, uh, like, okay, let me see. What do you have in your kitchen? Um, Okay, you can, you know, use this stuff. Actually, you could do this and you can, um, so yes, I do. Uh, And uh, really on a, you know, individual basis in terms of time, et cetera, et cetera. But yes, I
0: do. That's wonderful to know. You know, folks, this has been such an amazing conversation If you have the time, listen to this podcast from start to beginning. So many golden nuggets in such a short amount of time. Cho, I hope that you will do us the honor and come back and visit with us again soon. With Carol Suan, of course. Yes,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. I would love to. And um, yeah, whatever the top, I mean, there's so many topics to, you know, to cover and uh, yeah, that would be great.
0: So Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, everyone, just a reminder before we sign off real quickly here, Carol also usually does this um, on Wealth Wellness Wednesday. Remember, it's not about the gift amount. It is about sh- creating the ripple effect. Maybe you're going through the Dunkin' Donuts and you pay for the coffee for the guy behind you share your act of kindness in such a way or it spreads the ripple effect again it's not the about the dollar amount it's about creating that healthy relationship in sharing the wealth in such a very poignant way my name is janice aka wellness diva 5.0 and i was blessed to have on today our amazing guests. We hope you come back again soon. Again, please listen to this podcast. It is amazing and really contains so much great information. Thank you all so much and we'll see you again real soon. Bye everyone.